Welcome to the Grid Iron Crew podcast, an NFL podcast made in Scotland by NFL lovers. This is the Preview Crew, and I'm your host, Keith McGinty. Week four beckons, and it's not really gone to plan for some of the teams so far this season. But hope springs eternal, and with four of the uh, 0-3 teams playing each other this week, it could be the start of an amazing turnaround. To break down the base of the action, I'm I'm joined by some of our finest crew members and an extra special guest, but we don't want to give away who it is just yet. First up, we've got the crew's resident Giants fan. Let's hope he doesn't drop the ball this week. It's Gav. Gav, how are we, buddy? Yeah, very, very good. It's uh, still early in the season, and um, yeah, one, one and two for the Giants. Um, hope still, hope still alive. Yeah, off to a better start now. It was uh, wasn't looking too good in the, the first game, certainly the first six quarters, but um, things are slowly back, yeah. picking up now. Um, Nickelback, Brian Adams, Shania Twain, all incredible Canadian artists, just like our Canadian big cat himself. Uh, we're joined by Stu. Stu, how are we, buddy? I'm doing absolutely fantastic. Uh, just as fate would have it, uh, Nickelback are actually from just up the road from where I stay. They're from a little town mm-hmm. called Hannah, Alberta. So they're kind of some of Alberta's favourite sons. They, they don't quite have the same bad name here that they have in other parts of the world, which uh, I'm not the biggest Nickelback fan, but I do not dislike them in any way, shape or form. So I'll always defend them and say, hey, hey those guys go out, they do what they do and they do it well. They got lucky. They got lucky. It's not their fault they became massive. I think at one point, somewhere sure... in the world, a radio station was playing their song. It was amazing. Yeah, I think, uh, to be honest, uh, I'm sure they're, um, you know, crying into their bowls of, you know, porridge, <laughs> like whilst they're, you know, they're counting their millions of dollars. So I don't think they care. What about James Vanderbeek? He's the only Canadian I really care about. Where, where's he from? Is he nearby? I don't. I think he's from Dawson. here. I think he's in Manitoba. No. I need to check. I can't. Well, that needs to be fact checked. I think he's maybe Manitoba. If you could look into that, I'd love to get him on the podcast sometime. <laughs> that would be wonderful. I'll find it. So just down the road somewhere in Canada. <laughs> it's a small place. <laughs> um, the queen of NFL giveaways, more generous than the Bears' old line. We are delighted to say that we are joined by Claire the Bear. Claire, welcome to the Gridiron Crew podcast. How are you? Welcome, guys. Cheers, guys. I do have my obligatory iron brew in this this glass. Ready to <laughs> not sponsored, not sponsored, not sponsored. Not yet, not yet. We're kind of we've not like tagged them in anything just in case they, they take umbrage at, at our, um, our name. But um, no, that's the dream. One day to be sponsored by Iron Brew. It's going to come whenever we get our Scottish franchise. It's uh, definitely going to happen. Um, of course, you can follow the crew on uh, X or Twitter X, at yes, Gridiron yes. Crew. I know at Gridiron Crew. We're on Instagram, um, Twitch, everywhere, wherever you can get social media. We are there, so make sure you follow us and um, give us a like. Please subscribe, and we'd love to hear what you think of the the podcast. Um, let's get started with our kickoff question, and tonight's kickoff question is in honour of Claire. And the eternal hope that the 0 3 Chicago Bears can turn it around. And we're going to start our kickoff question with what is your favourite redemption story in sport? Well, what's your um, favourite player? I'm coming to you. Yeah. Which, which team goes from I, zeros to heroes? Who's your favourite redemption story? I've had 
I have two thoughts here. I went, do I go a little bit off piste and talk about a player or a person who had a redemption arc? Or do you want a team that's had a redemption? Which, which would you like? Because I've got two different you know, answers. We are, we are delighted to have you. I'll let you choose. What's your favourite of the two? Um, the one that I've sort of personally seen, I'll talk team then um so um remember a few years back uh katrina hit so katrina hit the saints got absolutely wiped out they were homeless for that that season that's why they played in london um, and it was like the second uh, international game. And it's still my favourite game. I get, every time I mention this game, I get goosebumps. It's ridiculous. Um, I, I take a, a friend to, to this game. Um, as they go on, they build momentum and, and whatnot. And they, they're, as they, they're homeless, 2012, Katrina like, wipes the thing out. And the dome was literally where people were hiding out. And... Um, it was the Saints became like a pillar of the. It was the bolt hole for 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 people, and especially like the less fortunate. And they turn around, and in five hundred days, they go. They beat the Bears, and it, it was going to be anyone. You're like, oh, I don't mind Drew Brees and the Saints beating us to get to. The, you're like, okay, I'll take my hat off and about like when the Bears lost to Peyton Manning. You're like, actually, he actually deserves a Super Bowl ring. So you yeah. like. You know, it's decades later and I can just about bring myself to say that now. (laughs) Um, But the the Saints coming back and that knitted that community and got the ball rolling and, you know, who that was was back. And I think that's that's a really great sort of comeback um, story. But as a um, player... Um, if you have uh, Disney Plus, uh, there's a great movie called The Invincibles, which is about a young man called Vince Papali, who's a fan. Like me, you, everyone else, he's played a bit of bit of ball. He goes out and plays mud yep. ball and whatnot. And the Eagles are so desperate for talent and what you know, they're the team known for throwing snowballs at Santa that they had this joke, joke sort of like, oh, we'll get some fans down and we'll get some PR and whatnot, sort of good news story. And the guy makes the team. And he legitimately, it's not like he'll make the team and he'll like, he beat other professional NFL players to get a starting roster spot. Starring Mark Wahlberg, I believe. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Not one of my favourite actors, but it's a really good. If you've got, <laughs> if you've got a few few moments, it's definitely a really good sort of um, football movie to to watch. And it's there's always a, as as a woman, I knew I was never gonna get to play in the you know the closest yeah. I was ever gonna get you know. But to know that someone out there actually lived the dream you know for every nfl fan got literally plucked off the street and did it and turned it around and i've got um it's one of the uh, i've got his um autograph and a cleat for for a giveaway so um amazing yeah you're keeping that for a special occasion that's that's amazing two great examples there um i've got to say the the saints certainly was one I didn't really know much about. I remember Katrina Hitting as a as a kid, um, but I didn't really know much about it until the TV series Dreamy came out years later. I talked about this in the podcast previously. I was a massive fan of um, The Wire, and this was the 
the writer and the director of the the wire did the next project which Tremie, and it was all about katrina hitting in the the city recovering um just what the people there went through and how they tried to reclaim their city afterwards and ah, ah horrendous but it's just amazing how sporting teams can be just that that wee, that, that wee spark that people just rally around um and so much good things come from it it's absolutely wonderful uh from who that to who they um Stu, I'm coming to you for your um, redemption story. Uh, yes, I was thinking about this a lot, but just before we get to it, and it's uh, just on something that Claire shared there that I just wanted to kind yeah. of comment on. I don't know if you guys clocked earlier that uh, actually in U Sports in Canada, um, Maya Turner uh, just became like the, the first female to actually play in college sports. Uh, in yeah, a, non, a non-kicker, and it's it's usually one of my questions when I get to the NFL UK events. I'll ask one of the players, when do you think's a woman going to make, make the thing? Yeah. And I, I'm in my 40s. I will see a woman take the field. It might be one of the softer positions, or it might be yeah, a, but... like kicker or punter, you know. But yeah. in my life, it's coming. It's coming. It's, she's going to have to be an absolute Amazon. Do not get me wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I live in hope that it will, yeah. it will happen. Well, and I is, want yeah. her to be there because she beat everyone. I want her to be such a sensible yeah. choice, you know. Uh, yeah. I do not want a token woman on any team. I want I want her biting, scratching, and black eyeing men out of the way to get on a roster. Yeah, no, no, that's, that's yeah. I just thought we'd kind of point that out as well that we you know we had that the other night there kind of thing in Canada, and that's uh, for the University of Manitoba and. Um, for me like I, i'm a dad to two daughters as well and uh they especially morvin who's my youngest she loves watching football with me and she's also going to be quite a tall girl she, i won't get into the whole story she has a genetic syndrome so she's going to be a big girl kind of thing anyway so she probably actually has a bit of a shot at maybe making it somewhere in a few sports because there's a few guys that have the same syndrome as her that have made it more to basketball but for her in football she could be a tight end or something you know <laughs> so who knows <laughs> kind of thing so like you're hoping kind of thing and hopefully she can kind of keep the, the dream alive with that but anywho redemption stories um i'm gonna go with what an obvious nfl one um it might not be my favorite but it's the first one that popped into my head and that is michael vick the fact that <laughs> You know, you have the guy who famously or maybe infamously was, and we've spoke about it in the podcast before in the past, the whole dog fighting ring thing, and he ends up getting charged and he ends up getting, you know, jail time and things. And um, at the time he was like a top quarterback. So you're thinking, Michael, why are you why are you going down this kind of like weird illegal criminal path and bothering with that? You're worth millions or you will be worth millions anyway. Uh, so anywho, does his time, comes back, and then ends up breaking all kinds of records and things anyway. And basically paving the way for guys at that whole kind of utility knife quarterback type player where it wasn't just about being the guy that's all passing so maybe justin fields he might need to take a, yeah, a leaf yeah, out of michael vick's book in. but the, the icing on the cake for michael vick is he's he's left and whatnot and now he mm -hmm. runs genuinely runs and fronts a charity to help dogs yeah. he's literally gone from you know doing some naughty mm -hmm. things to be going not only saying I'm sorry, doing the time and the contrition properly. He's never sort of bad-mouthed or anything, and he's actively mm -hmm. doing something about yeah. the thing he did, which is a proper sorry at that at, at yeah. that point. So, yeah, to, 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 yeah. to Dick's so show. 
Yeah. So that's my kind of uh, redemption kind of choice is just for that. The guy actually went the distance. It wasn't just like a, you know, like you say, Claire, it wasn't just like a kind of paper apology or just a like, oh, I'm yeah. sorry, and then go on with his life and not care. But the guy's followed up. That's pretty, that's pretty classy. Um, takes a lot of guts. And the thing is, when a lot of these guys join the league or are about to join the league, they're just young men. They're going to make silly mistakes. They're going to make stupid things. But they need people around there that can guide them and help them just grow and become good people. Um, and it sounds as if this guy's been surrounded by some some good people to help them there. Gav, what about yourself? What's your favourite redemption story in sport? Well, I'm going to ch- uh, chip in quickly and say that uh, Stu uh, in- intercepted <laughs> probably my, my choice of story. So Vic, Sorry. Vic right no, not at all. I, I, just, I think it shows I mean, the, the Vic story. I mean, I think um, whilst you, know, you can't condone... Um, what what he did at the time, I think the fact that he has turned it around is clear. Mentioned to, to show that not just to perform on the field, but to show contrition. Um, it's great because I think we do see so many stories in the NFL where unfortunately it doesn't turn out well. You know, the likes of I guess uh, Aaron Hernandez probably been uh, a particular yeah. recent one in, in the extreme. So yeah, I think when it goes well, um, it's something to celebrate. But um, I mean, as a Giants fan, actually, in terms of um, maybe in terms of comebacks, we've been a victim of quite a few uh, over the years. Um, so maybe stay away from a few of those uh, individual games. But um, I think for me, um, Kurt Warner uh, is actually mm-hmm. one of the, the great uh, NFL comeback stories. So I mean, this is a guy who uh, actually went undrafted in 1994 and spent three years basically bouncing around in Arena League, um, yeah. but actually got his shot, went, went to NFL Europe, um, which, you know, as a Claymore's fan for 10 years, you know, I think it's always great to see people mm-hmm. that, that come out of the league. Uh, in Kurt's case, yeah. he was with the uh, Amsterdam Admirals. Um, and, you know, within 12 months, he's starting for the Rams, leading them to a Super Bowl victory, goes back to another Super Bowl. Um, two years later, league MVPs and again, gets back to third Super Bowl uh, and came really close with it, the Cardinals in, in 2009 for the, the the Steelers. I mean, you know, he's a, you know, obviously a legit Hall of Famer and a, an NFL legend. Ah, great examples, guys. Great examples. Really, really, really good. And again, in keeping with it, the NFL theme as well. Fantastic. Um, let us now turn our attention to the this week's games. So, what we'll do is we're going to preview four of this week's uh, games. We have the Atlanta Falcons traveling to the Jacksonville Jaguars, but they've got a better track for this one. It's as it's the first of our London games. We have the Miami Dolphins um, heading to uh, New York State to play the Buffalo Bills, the Denver Broncos are going to Soldier Field to take on Claire's mighty Chicago Bears. And finally, we're going to have a wee look at the Arizona Cardinals, probably one of the surprise teams of the season so far, as they take on the juggernaut that is the San Francisco 49ers. So, first up then, let's have a wee look at the, the Falcons versus the Jags. Before we get into that then, this is the first of the London games. I've never had the, the pleasure of going to one of the London games, Um I think it'll probably be next year before I get a chance to go. Um, Claire, are you going to this game on Sunday? I I will be attending uh, this Sunday, and we've reached a really funny point in my fandom where I thought this would never happen. Right. I've now seen the Jags, or on Sunday, 
I would have seen the Jags play live more than I would have seen the Bears play live. <laughs> Am I now a Jags fan? <laughs> edit that out. Edit that. Out. <laughs> um, you know, and I have been lucky with with my autograph hunting and going to get things for giveaways and stuff like that. I do get invited to things for PR, and they're like, Claire, can you come? But can Claire the Bear not come? Can Claire come? And occasionally they've had to give me a jersey so that I don't ruin PR shots. So I have <laughs> worn a Jags jersey and there are pictures oh. of me on the <laughs> This is an admission. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Bless me, Father, for I have sinned sort, sort of thing. You know. um, I hope you had like, like bear socks on or something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like anything touching yeah. my skin was, was bears, but what was being shown was, um, yeah. <laughs> Do you know what? It's a lovely colour, the, the Jags uniform. I, I do like, I do feel you. the teal, yeah. I do have to say. And if, yeah. you know, um, they came and they become the London Leopards or whatever, no, I am not abandoning the Bears. I absolutely mm. could not. But I'd, I'd go and try and get a ticket occasionally and cheer and behave like a fan. So be quiet when they've got the ball and be noisy when they haven't and stuff like, like that. Because people really forget without them and their commitment over the last 10 years, their 10 games yeah. over 12 years, we got no football, you know. And they've gone yep. from being a joke where against the 49ers, we cheered their first downs on like they were touchdowns. And I think there was four <laughs> in the entire game. I might be wrong, maybe seven. But it's absolutely not. It was it was a absolute, you know, stinker. Um, to going on where they've rolled over the teams, the the Ravens, you know, and, and it's been really nice to watch them them grow. Do I think they win this Sunday? I think this is going to be the acid test um, because if they can turn the engine over for this game and beat the Falcons, who are looking quite good, then they look like a contender. But they have the the week four is really funny in the NFL because you find teams who put their foot down and go. You teams that start badly after week four have had it. So this is the litmus test for the Jags for sure. Gav, you've been to a few of the, the London games yourself, um, mostly to see the, the Giants, I believe. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. So I managed to take both the, the Wembley and uh, Twickenham boxes with the first London game was Giants-Dolphins in 07, uh, and then caught the, the Rams uh, and Giants in 2016. And I think that was the, the game where Landon mm -hmm. Collins had his uh, rather dramatic interception return where he broke about 20 tackles uh, <laughs> on the way to the end of Twickenham. So, um, yeah, good experience. I, I guess um, one of the big things with these um, UK games, as, as Claire says, you know, everyone has, uh, I guess, their own affiliation. But, you know, um, it's something to point out every time the, the NFL comes across the, the ocean is um, just, you know, every jerseys represented there it's a you know yeah. it's a completely um different atmosphere but you know all the same that the fans will get behind whoever's playing um and creates a you know, great atmosphere and i think we'll see the same again on sunday uh thoroughly looking forward to the game it's a half past two kickoff time here Stu. a bit a little bit earlier for you guys over yeah. um the atlantic there what times kickoff for you guys uh, so if it's half past two, we're that's half past seven in the morning. But I mean, as I said, I have kids, so I will be up anyway <laughs> long before then. So there's no danger in me missing the the cut off for the fantasy players. You'll, you'll be all right getting on the team. I'll be checking. 
Yeah, I already be checking the team news at like 6.30 in the morning or whenever it needs to be at my time to make sure I'm, I'm not making any mistakes. Because uh, I do have, uh, I know we don't want to talk for, uh, fantasy too much right now, but relevant to this game, I drafted Trevor Lawrence. Uh, I didn't go too early on him, but I was kind of waiting for like that end of, you know, the run of, the, I guess, like the better quarterbacks early. Yeah, yeah. Um, although admittedly, I I was kind of slightly disappointed because I seem to remember Justin Fields had went just before. I grabbed Lawrence, and maybe I actually dodged a bullet there, but, you know, <laughs> maybe get to that. But anyway, like, um, talking about this game in particular, though, like, one of the things I've noticed with Jacksonville so far is they, through the three games so far, they've actually had nine drops, like, uh, passes, especially, I think they've had, like, what, six of those in the, the red zone, yep. too, through the first three games. That leads the NFL even more than Kirk Cousins and the Vikings, who also seem to love a drop this year. Um... The Atlanta Falcons, yes, they've started well, but the one thing I would say is Jacksonville, as much as they've not been winning games, the one thing that their defense does really well is stop the run. And mm-hmm. the one thing that Atlanta seems to be able to do well is run. Apart from last week when they were playing Detroit, and I think in the first half, yeah, I've got my notes there, that they only managed 20 yards rushing in the first half. So if Jacksonville can stifle the run for Atlanta, I think yeah. this is actually going to be an easy win for Jacksonville. And I think this is going to be them finally starting to to click and kind of get going through the motions. So all it takes is just a few of those drops to not be drops. That's first downs or that's touchdowns. So. You've mentioned a couple of the, the, the drops there. Someone who had actually done really, really well and had one of the, the catches of the season so far is Zay Jones. He's not going to, mm-hmm. to make it, uh, according to reports just now. But they've still got Evan Engram, um, Christian Kirk, Kirk, and of course Calvin Ridley. That's yep. that's the the guy that, that we're all hoping's really going to take off this uh, this part of the season. Um, Gav, do you see the wide receivers really being able to step up in this game? Is Trevor Lawrence going to is he going to be able to make the transition over from America to the, the UK? And is it going to be up his game for this one, knowing that well, they've got the the buy next week? Yeah, I, th- I think this is an interesting one because um, when we did the, the preview um, podcast back in August, the pre-season previews, um, Calvin Ridley was the guy that I'd called out to, to crush it uh, and had a, a yeah. fantastic first week, you know, had a 100-yard game, um, touchdown the win over the Colts. Um, since then, it's been a bit of a mixed bag. And I mean, granted, um, they had to play the, the Chiefs, but I think um, the Texans, that's a game where, yeah, CJ Stroud is a, as a breakout, but you would have liked the, the Jaguars to, to win that one. So I, I think there probably is a bit of a, a step up to, to be had from from the whole cast for the Jaguars. But I think, as Claire said, September is always a funny month just in terms of finding out who teams are. Um, we do see some upsets and banana skins. Uh, and I think, you know, this weekend is going to be the real proving ground for if the Jags can be for real. If the the Jags wide receiver core is probably maybe edging over the Atlanta Falcons, clear. I think it's safe to say that the Falcons have got the, the edge when it comes to their their, their backs there. Um, what do you make of Bijan Robinson so far? He's been a revelation, it seems. Um, it, is it a lot? You know, I'm, I'm not 100% sold yet, Ooh. but it's close. 
Um, <laughs> but I, I'm a really tough critic, and I, and you've got to remember, I, I'm once bitten, twice shy with um, certain. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, if it if it looks like a duck and sounds like a duck and quacks, it's never a duck for us, sort of thing. So, uh... <laughs> um, Bijan Robertson so far thirty nine carries for two hundred and thirteen yards, an average of five point four six. Stu, what have yeah. you his uh, performances so far? I mean, I, I will say the. I think that he is coming, and he is going to. And he does look to me as if he has the potential to dominate in the league, which is what we all thought going into the draft. The only yes. down note I have is, uh, you know, he's he's still basically splitting carries, and I don't know if that's maybe because Atlanta's kind of looking at this as well, where we don't want him getting injured too early or something like that. But because um, yeah. what's the other guy? Is it Or I always forget how you pronounce his name. Algaia. Algaia, that's it. Sorry, Algaia, Algaia it is. Sorry. So yeah, they, uh, he's basically been 50-50 with him for carries. And I mean, whether you want to look at that and say, okay, yep, it's load management and it could just be mm-hmm. me being grumpy as a fantasy owner and saying like, no, I want to see Robinson getting pounded into the ground and like, you know, playing every <laughs> single snap. But no, with the carries he's had, he's looked good. But like Claire, I'm kind of going to say he's not. I'm not sold on, yes, he is the, you know, he's going to be a premier back in the league completely yet, but I would say it does look like he is coming and he's doing all the things he needs to do. Um, One other thing, actually, I know earlier I said that, well, yeah, Trevor Lawrence has had the drops and for the the passing game, it just, it might be too much for the Jags. I should Mm -hmm. point out that the ex-Bengal, Jesse Bates III, is leading the league in interceptions and he's playing for Atlanta this week, so... I mean, that's the one thing, if you're looking at a team that's dropping the ball a lot and maybe not doing as well uh, in the mm-hmm. past game as you would think, maybe watch out for Jesse Bates as a as a sneaky sneaky kind of guy that might be stealing the ball and going the other way with it. What about um, Desmond Ridder? Um, Claire, what have you made of his... They seem to be leaning on him, going on him. He's backed up by Taylor Heineke, who did very well at times for the uh, Washington Commanders last season. Do you think Ridder's doing enough so far to like, command the job, uh, to, to keep his place, or I, is he in danger of possibly losing out? I think he's doing okay at the moment, but has he got the legs? Are they going to sort of sit back you go in fresh and if there's a it won't be a it won't be like a punishment changeover sort of thing it will be like we'll just put you back refresh you up and Mm -hmm. then go back in or for games when it's and it's tighter because I think I think the Bears have suffered with this where we've just pounded certain players over and over again Mm -hmm. and then when the backups have to take the field because they're injured and 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 stuff then they haven't had the reps and whatnot in a real yep. situation. So having having someone who's potentially taking your job, like when the when the Pats were hot, 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 and it was next man, you know, do your job sort of thing. Yes. Having having a running mate that encourages you to keep running faster because they're gonna have your job is a sensible thing. Yeah. Play the hot hand, I believe the, the, the yeah. term is. That's it. Mm-hmm. Um, it. It certainly gives you that wee bit comp- competitive edge that you need uh, in the QB room there. Gav, I think that early, think? 
Yeah, I was going to say, I think that early um, winning record, you know, I think a two and one start for the Falcons, that probably buys a wee bit of breathing space for, for Ritter yeah. uh, at, at the moment. And I guess in terms of expectations, you know, we, we looked at this division coming in, um, you know, as a whole wasn't great last year, but Falcons very much in the, the mix. Um, now, I, I guess the thing is, as long as they can remain competitive, he's going to get a chance. It's not been the strongest start from, I think, Going back to last season, he's, he's thrown four touchdowns and, and seven starts, which isn't outstanding numbers. But I, I guess if you look at what the, the Falcons do have, they, they have that strong running game to support. Yeah. I, I know um, Stu's obviously crying out for the, um, uh, you know, for, for Bijan to take all the carries there. But you know, he does have a pair of backs <laughs> that is going to help, you know, lighten the load and, and just take a little bit of the attention away from them uh, to give those opportunities. And Falcons have a decent set of run, young receivers as well. You know, Drake London um, doing, doing pretty well for them. Yeah. So there is that supporting cast. Um, and yes, maybe the, the, the numbers aren't that impressive at the moment, but I think he's going to get every opportunity to to make a good first of it. Um, I, I, we correction I mentioned usually with the the London games you've got your bye week the the following week but the Falcons actually are uh, playing the are at home to the Houston Texans um next week and the Jags are where is it week five we'll they have <laughs> yeah they they're back again they have another home game but this time they're traveling over to Spurs Stadium um. Well, it's not a home game, it's the Bills home game, but they're still playing in yeah, London. So. <laughs> Jacksonville's at home for every single one of yeah. those London games they play. Pretty much, pretty much. Um, yeah, great couple of games coming up. and I think whenever we're talking about um, Red up there, we need to look at Trevor Lawrence as well and, and just the potential that everybody can see in him and just how that they're starting to get that out of him. This will be a big test because the worldwide audience are really going to be watching the London games. It might be a wee bit early for some of the, the American uh, and North American uh, audiences, but this is going to be a great way for him to showcase his talents and what he's got and have a wee bit of a bounce back because people were starting to to doubt um, the, the quality that they've got after a couple of poor performances. So be great to see what, what Trevor Lawrence can do. I'm really, really looking forward to this. Um, Claire, I'm going to come to you first for predictions. Who's going to win this game then for you on Sunday? I want to be right more than I want to be politic. So I do think the Falcons <laughs> tip it, but I do want yeah. the Jags to win it. I really do. And if me cheering on the end zone is going to have any 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 impact, I will give it my my the full beans. For the for the Jags, if I can have any impact, it's a fair cop. So um, yeah, fantastic. So Falcons for for Claire. What about yourself, Gav? Uh, well, I mean, I think this is this is a game that could go either way, but I do think it's going to be a case of who who needs it more uh, at this yes. stage of the season. Uh, I think the Jaggers want to be contenders. I think they can be contenders, and I think they'll get the win Sunday. Mm -hmm. What about you, Esther? I've really went back and forth on this. I mean, mainly just because, like I was saying, the whole I get that Atlanta has the very good run game, and the Jaguars are very good against or you're in run defense, and the Jaguars should be good at passing, but it's not quite came off so far. But and yes. I do worry that like Bates and crew are pretty good kind of thing uh, for the Falcons as well. So, um, 
Usually I err on the side of being conservative, so I would normally say Atlanta here, but no, I'm gonna I'm gonna say Trevor Lawrence does enough. And uh, mm. I think this is he's gonna break out a bit at least. Maybe maybe not like have a I'm not expecting like a four hundred yard passing game or anything like that, but I think the Jaguars do enough and I think they win. But it's gonna be close, like we're talking three, four points. Okay, and I'll just tie it up then after I think the, the Falcons are going to do this. I think it's the it'll be the running game for me. <laughs> running game for me, yeah, we Desmond there. Um it'll be the running game for me. Um Bijan, I just like the guy's terrific, the the twitches, the moves that he's got, he, he makes mm-hmm. I think it was the Packers that he was making look absolutely silly um with their attempted tackles. Um I can see him just continuing to gain in confidence. I don't see him really coming up against a, a defence that's going to lay him out flat, that he's going to feel properly welcome to the NFL for a, a wee while yet. So I think him, uh, Algier, as well as the kind of number two in the, 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 the double-headed uh, snake there, I can see that being a, a potent <laughs> attack. Yeah. Potent attack there for the, the Falcons. Um. Okay, fantastic. Moving on then, we will head back across the water to upstate New York for the Dolphins um, record, almost record-breaking Dolphins, travelling to the Buffalo Bills. Um, Gav, how about you start us off with this one? What do you think with? Let's go for the home team then. Bills, how um, how have you seen their, their season developing so far? Uh, well, I, I guess the big shock for Buffalo is probably dropping that, that week one game to the Jets in overtime. Um, you know, Josh Allen did not have a good night. Um, we, all, we all thought that that was you know, going to be a big battle between Josh Allen and Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. Instead, uh, it turns out that Zach Wilson, after the, the fourth snap of the game, uh, is under centre for the, the Jets. And at that point, you think, OK, this is going to go to the um, this is going to go to the Bills nice and easy, but it really wasn't to be. So I think that was a, a bit of a, a wake up call. Um, and since then, um, the Bills have steadied the, the ship. You know, they've picked up their wins over the, the last two weeks uh, and very much in contention. I, I guess the big thing is, um, you know, everyone going into the season thought you know that AFC East battle was probably going to be between the Bills and the Jets, and actually. It's the Dolphins now that are sitting there at three and zero and looking pretty pretty dangerous. Um, obviously, with the game, you know, Buffalo's got the the home field advantage, but maybe not quite the same kind of advantage in September as it would be maybe uh, in December and late season, uh, particularly against a side like the, the Dolphins. Um, but I guess this is one that's going to have major implications for for where the, the division's heading. Um, so um, you know, this is a. I guess Josh Allen's a, a guy that I think you know, we've all been pretty impressed with over the, the last few years, but has potentially struggled to win some of the, the big games, um, both yeah. in the playoffs and also there was uh, against the Vikings last year at home, struggled to put, uh, put away a game against them. So I, I think this is one they've got to be looking at. And this is a real test of, um, of their capability. Josh Allen was um, 20 for 32, 218 yards with one touchdown and one interception last week, Claire. The Bills dominated throughout the game uh, against the Commanders, ended up winning 30-73 and finished strongly with 21 points in the the fourth quarter. Is this going to be the first real test for the Miami Dolphins? Um, 
Well, um, I just thought while you sent me this script and I was looking up and started doing a bit of homework for the for the podcast, I came across a really nice, nice fact. So um, Kirk Cousins le- is leading a fight offensive rushing for all three weeks with uh, just over a, a thousand yards. Tua has got just over a thousand as as well. And then it's Herbert, Matthews and Stroud goes, goes down. Um, I do think this game will decide... Who tops the who tops the division, but yeah. who gets a wild card place? They neither team can sleep on this this game. And um, will the will the Dolphins have a winner's hangover from that seventy point unicorn? That you, you know, I, I can't remember the last I, fifty burger is rare enough, but a, yes. a seventy. The NFL UK asked fans what it was called. And it was like it's a unicorn. It's a unicorn. We've only seen. Like. <laughs> um, so it, it it you know if Tua stays healthy and doesn't get concussed isn't he wonderful sort of thing if you look after your main asset um and give them an o-line bears fun office if you're listening <laughs> um well you know, um as a Bengals fan i can also speak yeah. to the o-line um, thing too so, so yes um yeah <laughs> Um, it, it's going to be spicy. As you say, I do think it's it's luck might, you know, but having the Dolphins go up north now, as you yes. say, play the game in November or December is a completely different game when the Bills are nice and cold and come down to Miami when you're absolutely, it's 100 plus degree and the humidity, you, you know. Yes. Um, so... They could get lucky on the scheduling, and that could literally be the knife point for this game mm. and, and that division, which is a little bit scary, but that's how tight and lovely it is. And isn't it wonderful to talk about that division without mentioning the Patriots? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm trying to be nice and try to make that thing a bit long, may it continue. They've had their time this on. Um, Scud, if he was here, he was meant to join us tonight. Um, I'm sure he would be fighting uh, the Pats corner, but no, uh, uh, no. Nah, nah. I'm happy to see that a little bit of sunshine heading towards the the, the Dolphins' way and uh, possibly for the Bills as well. We discussed, Stu, uh, a wee while ago, had this possibly the the chance for the Bills to really push for a Super Bowl? Is it kind of maybe fading now? But I think they've came back strongly in their past couple of games. Yeah, no, I mean, I would say, like, it's just, you know, like in, a, in my homework I was doing earlier, I'd noticed something as well, just uh, mainly that the Bills, I haven't written down over there, like they have the best home record in the league since yeah. 2020. They're 25 and 6 in those games. So I know, I know it's maybe not snow time quite yet. I mean, it's going to be coming here pretty soon because it, it's starting to get colder in Alberta already. But uh, it's 20 degrees oh. today, but it's just it's getting cold overnight. So, um, yeah, the Bills, I wouldn't say their chances are gone at all for it. And especially for mm-hmm. this game this week, I actually think they have a very, very good chance because as much as Miami have been absolutely electric on offense, They've also been giving up big yards. Like, you know, if you look at it, like uh, week one, they gave up 433 yards against the Chargers. Um, They gave up 288 against the lowly New England Patriots. And then even against Denver, who they obviously completely blew out and arrived, some of it's maybe in garbage time towards the end. They gave up 363 yards then. 
So if you give the Bills 363, 400 yards of offense, they're going to score points and probably more points than the Broncos would. And the other side of it too is Miami's defense, their pass rush hasn't been going at all. I think they're maybe 30th or 29th in the league, like for, you know, combined with sacks, quarterbacks, hits, uh, that kind of combination. So Josh Allen um, potentially could have a good game here. On the other side, though, yeah, like the Miami just put up 726 yards of offense, though, <laughs> in that last game and looked absolutely dynamite. And they seem to have every fastest player in the league. So, um, as good as the Buffalo defense is, maybe they're just not quick enough. So, we'll see. It should be an interesting game either way. <laughs> I, I think you can't get tackled if you're not there, can you? Yeah, it's just... better to be fast <laughs> and strong in American football. Get out of the way. <laughs> and, um, and I, think I that's remember last. Go for Gavin. Yeah, I think that's the big thing for the, the Dolphins is, um, I mean, you're, you're right, Stu, obviously, I mean, you've seen that shootout, you know, the crack, everyone's talking about the, the Dolphins against the Broncos. Week one, though, I think, against the Chargers was a fantastic game. Yeah. Um, and this is a team that, you know, it could well be all they need to do is just score one more point than you, and they've got the legs to do it. Um, yeah. And I think, you know, maybe kind of, um, but giving a little bit of a spoiler for fantasy picks later, but it's the fact that, there's so many ways the Dolphins can hurt you. They've got to, they've mm -hmm. got Tyreek Hill. They've got a pair of running backs that, that are going to do the, the damage. I mean, we talked about the Falcons previously and how they've got two, two solid running backs, but a question mark over the, the quarterback. The, the Dolphins have got every base covered. Uh, and so, yeah, I mean, I think nobody's um, asking any questions about Josh Allen, but this is a Dolphins offense that looks like they can keep pace with anyone. In before I give a bit of credit to do for his um, sleeper and uh, stud pick from last week, the corresponding match last year ended up. It was played on the 18th of December, so it was. I think it was a snow game. I can't remember exactly, but it, it was a snow game. I remember it was a snow game, wasn't it? That, yeah, so, that was that was the one where the Dolphins looked like they were going to win, and then the yes. second that the snow started to fall, I think like one flake hit the field, the game turned on its head. It was as if Buffalo yeah. just suddenly went. We are supermen now. It is snowing, and they just went, and their defense stepped up, and yeah, it was a great game. Yeah, if if the, if the Seahawks have the twelfth man, Buffalo have yeah. the snow. The Bills yes. have the weather. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. And they're talking about the new stadium. People were criticizing them for not uh, building a a dome. This is this nah. is their this is X factor. <laughs> this is what they need. But I remember that game. The run up to it, Mike McDaniel was. Um, with the positivity all the way, wishing it was colder. That was he, he kept saying, I wish it was colder. wish it was colder. And they, it, everybody was talking about how the, the Miami Dolphins would go to freeze up in the, the north. They didn't do that. They did look like they were going to win that game. And as they said, it just mm -hmm. it really turned. 32-29 was the, the, the last fixture there. But uh, really, really interesting. And Stu, to give you your credit, you did... Say that uh, Raheem Mostert would be your pick for running back last week, and boy, did he do well! But I can't believe it, he, he was usurped by Achin and um, getting just a couple more points. <laughs> oh, it was ridiculous. Um, I, I, I had running backs getting two benches last week. Achin, I just I was like, ah, I'm not going to throw it, even though I'd, I'd called it the podcast. I said, like, oh, the Denver run D, not great. You know, like that's why I had most there, like doing really well. So, uh, yes. and we'll get to the Denver Rundy in the next game as well. But yeah, you're right, Itchen. I 
I left them on my bench twice. Uh, still won those games, though, actually, interestingly enough. Oh. Um, but it was like 63-odd points or something like that I left them. <laughs> Amazing. Um, where is this game going to be won, then, Claire? Who do you think is going to be the, the outstanding player? Who's going to crush it for their team? I think this this is a coin flip, but I think, I think two has got the bit between his teeth. And he is going to show everyone that he's not made out of glass and that you, if you invest in him, you, you know. Um, but I do think it's going to be bombs. I think it's going to be a, an old-fashioned shootout, which I quite yes. like. And the annoying thing is this game is on as everyone who's coming back from London, like, we'll just, it'll kick off and we'll all be in that Wembley crush watching our <laughs> <laughs> And it's the worst thing because everyone wants signal. And so we're all being really, and it's like, you know, if you're standing in a field, you'd find it. But with the other 80,000 people with you, you never get any signal. Mm-hmm. To I'm sure Kevin Bacon and EE will be able to keep you all right. You'll be you'll be yeah. fine for that. <laughs> um, who's winning it for you then? Who, who do you who do you foresee taking the, the win in this one? I've got, like like you said, like the, the Bills have gone from having a Super Bowl door wide open to yes. they've now got a window, but the window is closing. And it's a bit, mm-hmm. I'd love to see the Bills win a Super Bowl. They definitely deserve, you know. Um, but I think it's the Dolphins. So I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. All my Twitter followers, I do apologise. But, yeah, I I, um, I, I think the, um, the Dolphins... Take take the gas from last week and like right, let's put on another show. Let's go where where it matters, especially in a divisional game. So yeah, Stewards are going to be a hangover then for for the the Finns this week. You know what? The more I th- see, I actually I'd written down one team as the team I thought that was going to win it before this podcast, and now that we're in it, I've completely changed my mind, and I am now going to say that I think the Dolphins win. I don't think they'll be hungover. I think they're going to go in there with a point to prove, and uh, I don't know. I just kind of like the fun side of McDaniels and the fact that he will run up points, but he will also show respect and not go for the record or whatever it was he did last week. He just, he just seems like a nice guy that wants to have fun. Can I? Why? Why? I know. I was. <laughs> I know. I know. It's so funny, but um, no. In terms of standout players, though, for either team, and I think this is where it all hinge uh, for the Bills. It's going to be on defense, and um, I've been watching it for uh, Terrell Bernard, the, the young young linebacker. They have because if he can get him going again, if he can maybe get after Tua, and if he can stop the run game or can assist in stopping that run game as well, that might help. But then you've still got tiny kills over the top, and I think Waddle's oh, back oh. this week as well, isn't he? He wasn't even playing. <laughs> we didn't even mention yeah. that. So Waddle wasn't even there last week, and the Dolphins still did what they did. So yeah, he's trending towards playing. So another threat for that that team. It's, it's ridiculous. Have you not yeah. learned anything from draft day? You've got to stick to what the note says. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dolphins, no matter what. Yeah. yeah. Gav, what Dolphins about yourself? I Well, I, I think we're kind of go, going flying the, the face of the uh, the bookies here because I think that the Bills are still down as two and a half point favourites for this one. I am going to go with the hot hand here and go with the Dolphins as well. I think just the way they've been playing so far. I, I still think the Bills are going to have something to say uh, come yeah. January, but I think right now this is a, a game for Miami. Fantastic. There we go. That is the Gridiron crew. Is, um, we are all aboard the, the, 
the Mike McDaniel Express here with the, that one. Um, you see it all crashing down around us now. I know, one we've, we've cursed it. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Now, four nails in the coffin. Yeah, <laughs> Unanimous is never good on this show, by the way, so um, really I'm worried. There you go. <laughs> That's it. Um, Stefan Diggs for 600 yards. There we are. Um, okay, next up then we are... We are travelling to Soldier Field, Claire. Um, where... I'd like to end this interview immediately. Goodbye. No, um... <laughs> Sean Payton's uh, my... high-flying Broncos are, are travelling to the, the Chicago Bears. The, the, um, the crap bowl. Um, oh, is, I... no, you've got to put the is it, is it on too it? early for all Bears fans to write their letter to Santa and see if we can cash in some, you know, I'm... I think only some help from a, you know, deity-like figure is going to... It's awful. And I've never felt like this as a Bears fan. I've always been that that horrible, nasty hope thing that keeps us all going and whatnot. And last week, <laughs> yep. I'm, I'll am i be honest and I'll tell the truth. So I absolutely pe- pleaded with Sky over Twitter going, please don't show the Chiefs-Bears game. Uh, if you didn't know, some girl called Taylor Swift was there. I wanted a pound for every time her name was mentioned. She wasn't <laughs> even on the field. Um, but it was, I watched it because I'm an absolute sucker. And at halftime, I have a thing where if we're losing, I go and shower, wash off the bad luck as a sight superstition. It also means I'm getting ready for bed at the same time sort of thing. And then I come back. <laughs> And it's the first time ever as being a Bears fan where I didn't come back for the second half. And not only did I not come back for the second half, I had such a bad taste in my mouth towards football and the 12-something punts. I watched The Fifth Element on DVD. So would you like my Fifth Element DVD review? (laughs) I love The Fifth Element. It's one of my favourites. We we are shocking and the it's really horrible because last season we only won three and God bless Lovey for giving us the first round draft pick and, and what what. <laughs> Funny enough, Lovey was our last coach where we were decent. If anyone can go back and we fired that man at 10 and six, what the were we thinking? <laughs> um, robbed. We've been robbed. Um, I, I think well, we need to you do... See, Rob, you- your beaks went from bad to worse. As uh, yeah. soldier field was actually robbed, but it was a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, we've, we've had we've had an FBI investigation last week. We had the yeah. um, we had a coach um, quit. We had, just like it's it's a comedy of errors minus the comedy. Um, so yeah, um, I'm I'm never ashamed to be a Bears fan. I always wear my my colours and whatnot. But it it is getting very hard to root on for below mediocre um i think i could stand on the o-line and do a better job than some of those those lads <laughs> and that's awful i've never said it, that before it's it sounds like the bears need to do what the, the eagles did and have just like a a fan tryout <laughs> yeah 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 just like anybody i'm pretty sure anybody in chicago could probably go try out and make that yeah. o-line right now um so there's still a hope for you. I've, I've actually messaged her that I've privately DM'd her and gone, please, baby, please. I'll empty my bank account. What's it gonna have to take? Um it's it's shocking. It's gonna be on. People are gonna want me to comment like this. 
Um, and do we do now that the commanders have done a different thing and they've had to clean house for a very, very different reason, but do we just have an utter sweep from the ownership down? Because mm. I don't see anything being fit, and I've never said that before. And I, I feel a little bit disliked. Like I, I might have a little cry later, but yeah, we we need to do something because I was so hopeful with our three wins. I'm like, we're going to fix things on the off season. And like, the, I did a podcast week one, like, what the bear? And it's like, well, we're, I just want us to be in the hunt for a playoff position in November. You know, if we don't make the wild card, but I still want us to be in the game in November. We're not even in the parking lot of the game. And I hate it. Stu, you're the one that came out at the, the start of the season and um, one of our good friends in, the, in our, uh, one of our NFL groups is Grant. He's a massive uh, Bears fan. He's got family yeah. from over there as well. And I think you kind of helped him bring his uh, feet back to the ground whenever you were saying for teams that get the, the first pick um, and how they, they trade up and the, the improvements that they make to their team, it's still only worth... What was it, only extra one or two it's, wins? Yeah, like I, I, I had the numbers just at the start of the year there because I love my stats and stuff, but like um, I forget the exact percentages, but I just I remember see, uh, when I was talking to Grant about it because I remember going into the season, a lot of Bears fans and a lot of non-Bears fans, like well-respected yeah. pundits, had the Bears actually pushing for that division. Um, and I remember looking at it going like, guys, there's only been something like, Eight, like because the Bears, like you say, had three wins last season. So to get to ten wins, which probably mm -hmm. won't be enough to win the division, you would need seven, you know, plus seven going into this season. I'm going like on average, even if you have like an astronomically big, you know, good turnaround, like can I, uh, you're looking at at best you're going to get three or four wins more than what you got the year before, which would take you to seven. And that's why I kept trying to say, Grant, I'm like, Grant, if you have a fantastic year, you're getting seven wins compared to that and I'm like but I don't see it it's like I think maybe too I didn't have you being as bad as you have been so far um I will admit <laughs> that but I, I does, and that's the killer it's come I figured out it was going to be a you know a five six and that kind of five to seven win range was where I if I go back and look at my spreadsheet all my predictions like for the start of the year that's where I had yeah. them um I'll also note that I did I have a load of stuff written down here um I was going to come on and completely bash Justin Fields uh, but because of the way you were talking there, Claire, it would feel <laughs> like I was Mike. I would feel like I was early life Michael Vick taking a puppy and like yeah, yeah, yeah. A cage <laughs> to start training it up. So I'm not going to do it. So instead, I'm going to talk about the positives. I, I don't the, think Fields is the problem. I think it's everything I don't think around that, well, him. I, I think I, you've you've summed up something I actually said to Grant as well. I think last week I was messaging him, Keith, uh, where I was talking mm -hmm. about saying, I think you need to change it from the ownership, that, like basically the GM level that or president like down, it has to change because clearly scouting isn't good. Like your drafting was okay, but yeah. it's more like your pro scouting. If you're giving up what's essentially a first round draft pick for a noted Canadian, um, Chase Claypool, <laughs> that's not good, like, especially like in a year where it's a deep draft. Hold on to that pick because it's. I mean, look at who you could have had at what was essentially thirty second overall. The yep. positive side, though, I would say is there's a good chance because who you've got your own pick this year. 
You've got someone else's first round pick. We've got five picks in the first three rounds, if I remember yeah. correctly, if our equity is correct. But I think, yeah, but I think you have actually have a good chance at that second pick, like outside your own, yeah. being top 10, maybe even higher as well. So the one big plus yeah, side is... It's the Panthers, I think, so you want them to suck as well. Sorry, sorry, yeah. Panthers fans. Yeah, <laughs> if the Panthers suck, you know, that that's the positive side for the Bears, is I think yeah. that... They do have all the draft capital coming this year. Does it mean that um, you know you're done with Justin Fields though, and you know you're looking at a new quarterback? Because I mean, if you get if you get the first overall pick, you have to. Th- this guy's like a the like a Williams or whatever. Like he he yeah, looks like an absolute Williams. home run. I mean, he looks just, like the biggest home run since Burrow kind of thing. If we're talking you know, just, Bengals just, or whatever. So one last thing, like um, at the beginning of the, I can't remember the guy who's coming he's the QB but he's gone back to college football and gone I'm gonna stay a little bit longer because I think he's absolutely petrified that the Cardinals are gonna um I can't remember and it's really it's a snippet that they won again. On <laughs> and, and, and if teams are so bad if players are thinking hang on you know not every yeah. player is Eli Manning yeah. and if yeah. players start doing this is the draft broken? And that brings up a whole other conversation for for another time. But if you're, if players, if QBs, if top talents are so scared going, I do not want to be the number one guy for this, <laughs> this draft, because I am avoiding the Bears and the Cardinals and the Panthers. That's a bad thing for our sport. Another reason why a few of them are thinking about staying is that the money that they can now make in the college game, because... Yeah, yeah. All of that has been he's been slacked and loosened a wee bit. Gav, um gonna move away from this bear loving. Um uh, had a nice big bear hug. Bring us bring us back to uh, to to Earth here. What's gonna happen with uh, Sean Payton's uh, Broncos? They've just shipped 70 points last week. We've got a few points yeah. themselves. Well, I mean, I guess this is the thing. I mean, this is you know sort of part one of the the Owen Bowl uh this weekend with the our, our own three teams. Um and I guess the thing is, yeah, the records look the same, but I don't think these are two teams that are created equally. Sorry, Claire. I mean, I think that um, obviously the Dolphins game, um, you know, was you know an historic points tally or near historic points tally um, that the Broncos shipped. But if we look at week one, week two, the, these are two games not necessarily against you know great not even playoff teams, but, you know, the Broncos, they only went down by one to the, the Raiders. Um, and they, admittedly, it took a Hail Mary to kind of uh, put them with an inch. They only lost by by two uh, to the Commanders as well. You know, it was a failed yeah. uh, two-point conversion from overtime. So, you know, this is a team that... Um, they, they do... They, they have been in a fight. You know, it's, it's not been pretty. Um, but... You know, there's a lot of pride, there's a lot of fight there, and I think you then you start to look at some of the other pieces in the, the puzzle. See, so you look, there's there's Russell Wilson, there's Sean Payton. These are guys who are winners over the course of the, their career. Um, I mean, Sean Payton has come in and he's slated, you know, basically what's what's happened uh, in previous seasons in terms of the coaching, the discipline, yes. um, and it's one of these things that. I, I don't necessarily see the, the Broncos kind of turning this around into a playoff run, but I, I don't think they're going to be in contention for some of these top draft picks either. Mm-hmm. They are going to pick up wins. And um, I, I guess against sort of sides like the Bears, this is going to be one where they are going to have to just pick up the win. 
they have talent there. It's just not quite coming together so far. If you look at their wide receiver room, Cortland Sutton, um, Jerry Judy, and this week I heard someone was talking up Marvin Mims. It doesn't have a ceiling. For somebody yeah, that's playing in the NFL, they really should have a ceiling in their house. That is ridiculous. That poor guy's <laughs> going to get the hell for gold. <laughs> Maybe no, he's, just, he's, just, he's, he's, he's training for snow games in Buffalo. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can see that they are obviously trying to big up this guy, and they are looking for positive something to to really get behind and rally behind. Marvin Mims, there may be something there, but we've certainly not seen it so far. Is the problem um, clear? Is the problem Russell Wilson? Is it time for maybe? What's it, Jarrett Stidham? I think the the backup just now that, that they've got. Is it time for Russell to maybe get a wee step away, or does he go again this weekend against the the Bears? Is this a perfect game for him? I mean, I I, I feel a little bit disappointed because I've I've met um I meet players and I get things signed and and and, and whatnot, and he seems like Russell Wilson seems like such a decent nice guy but he's so worried about his it like Peyton had to tell him off for stop kissing babies and doing social media stuff and (laughs) whatnot um so I think he picks up a fairly easy win the Bears are going to make it look ugly but I think they get a win that I don't think Russell's is going to be riding in Broncos country for very long I do think his ticket to ride his number's been called and his ticket's been punched they'll see out this season they might even at the end of the season do the sneaky thing where like, oh, he's injured, we better put the backup in and whatnot so that they don't get too many Ws and they increase their um, equity. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Derek he, Carr, I think that's he, called to get Derek Carr. Yeah. Oh, um, poor Derek. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, but I, I think the Bears lose. I think it's a Bron- Broncos ride and it's going to be awful when <laughs> I Absolutely hate that. I'm so... <laughs> I am a Bears fan, I promise. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> the th- that's the thing, though, that, that yep. they've just pounded you into the ground that much. Um, Stu, I'll come to you and then I'll come to Gav for your predictions for the, the game this weekend. Then, Stu. Um, yeah, so like one thing on that, you, you know, just when you were saying there about Wilson, uh, I will point out that in terms of like uh, quarterback rating, he's sitting 13th in the league right now, um, mm-hmm. and he's immediately, uh, I think his rate is 59.4, and he's literally right behind Kirk Cousins, who is sitting 12th with 59.5, and you look at that's a guy that with all his passing yards and everything else. And then the next guy up just behind him is Lamar Jackson, who's obviously regarded as an absolute stud kind of thing too. So Wilson's looking, but, you know, still kind of middle of the pack, can I say, you know, so to say, like in the league, but... He is looking better this year, and he's done that yes. in games like where you know he's been getting blown out by the Dolphins and things. So he's not that bad. Um, so I, I think, yeah, just on that and going by the fact that I don't want to keep, I don't want to beat on the Bears too much because I feel terrible. But I don't <laughs> think this is going to go well either this week. I think the Broncos are they're going to get the win this week probably quite easily as well, and maybe in the long run, Claire, this might be the best thing that could happen. For you is just yeah. to yeah. We, suck we it up and have we get better. Yeah, yeah. Should have yeah. what it could <laughs> Yeah. And then next year you'll have like a seven or an eight win increase, which goes against everything I said earlier about the stat thing and all that. But like, <laughs> it's coming. 
What do you think, Gav? Is it, is it Broncos time to 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 ride um, into Soldier Field? Oh yeah, I I think um, I I don't think it's going to be a blowout, but I, I think it's probably going to be more certainly by more than ten. Say for the Broncos. 10, 10, 14. Mm, there you go. Um, I'm going. To, I'm going to buck the trend here. Then I'm going to go for. I'm going to go. I've been watching uh, the Bear on Disney Plus. Big fan. Big fan. <laughs> and I'm going to go for Chi Town's finest. Um, to to see if they can, they can do it. Mooney. There you go. Mooney's going to be the star man this weekend Mooney. for the the well, Bears. Not Chase the Bears, Come on. If the Bears win, <laughs> I will put money to a charity of your choosing. How how how's how's that yeah. then? <laughs> Appreciate that. That listen, that would be that'd be wonderful. Well, Michael, Michael Vicks, Doug Charity. It'd probably be the way to go. So. <laughs> there we go. There we go. It sounds good. Right, moving on. Then we will look at our last game that we're focusing on. And then we'll have a wee chat about the, the other games. Um, a wee one liner for each of them. But one of the surprise teams of the the season so far is the Arizona Cardinals, and they are tra- traveling to Santa Clara to take on the. Uh, 49ers. Gav, have you been impressed with the Cardinals? Because I'll be honest, I was not expecting them to be so competitive. And that probably goes against everything that you, you should think about with these men pumped up in testosterone going out there to, to batter their opponent into the ground. We've been yeah, surprised. Well, I, I, I have to say, yeah, I mean, obviously with the Giants, you know, the um, in, in week two, we were twenty nothing down at half time. Um, a, a real fight to, to pull out a win uh, in, in the desert. Um, I, I know this is a game that we're doing a bit of a deep dive, but um, actually, my gut feel in this game is that this is banana skin. Is the words that I have against us? I, yes. I have the the 49ers as the the NFC Super Bowl team. Um, so you know, I not underestimate them at all. Of a great start to the season, three and zero, but. You know, even the dominant teams, there's one game quite often early in the season where it slips, and I just have a sneaky feeling about the Cardinals in this one. Um, it's not about them being better in paper because they're not, but I think we've seen that with the you know with the Cowboys. You know that everyone you know has seen them blow away teams, Giants again, including that one uh, early season. You know, Cardinals get a big win there, a statement win. Um, but I mean, there are other losses. Um, Yes, they struggled in the second half against the Giants, but they put themselves in a commanding position. Um, the loss to the skin, uh, say the skins, the, the commanders in week one again, you know, that that was a, a tight game. So there's a team that's playing competitively without their, their starting quarterback in, in Kyler Murray. So I think no one expected them to, you know, even though they're only one two, I don't think anyone expected them to even be playing as competitively as they are. Um, and like I say, um, not because of you know um, superior talent, but it's just a sneaky feeling that actually maybe the Cardinals do actually um, cause the upset here. I suppose it happened last season when the high-flying Philadelphia Eagles took on the Washington Commanders and um, nobody was expecting that one at all, uh, Stu, and there was a big upset there. It happened in these, this this. this this league it is just so competitive. That's one of the reasons why the NFL is must watching uh, entertainment. You 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 just have to look across the full league and all the games there. There is something for someone to play with. There's a a story to tell. 
is there going to be a, a fairy tale this weekend for the, the Cardinals? Um, I'm, I'm going to go against what Gav said, and I'll, I'll read out what I have written down as my Ooh. very first couple of sentences in my notes for this game. And the Cardinals, written, no matter what. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> no, I have written down here, San Francisco aren't coming into this game with key defenders and the O-line missing, like yeah. the Cowboys did. And also, by the way, their makeup, right, you know, their makeup of their team and the way Shanahan has the Niners prepare for things, they're not prone to underestimating the opposition ever. Yeah. So I don't know if they're going to walk into this one. And, you know, I know it could be a banana skin, just this one I don't see. Uh, and the other thing on Arizona as well is like they're, they have been playing well. Like I've actually loved watching Arizona and the bits I've seen mm-hmm. this year just because I'm like, this is great. They're, they were having the perfect tank season, like competitive enough, like unlike the Bears, yes. like they were like competitive enough, but losing. But last week they screwed up because they actually won. And it's like, what are you doing? You don't want wins this early <laughs> in the season. Um, but what I will say is uh, they are 27th uh, versus the run. And one of the things the Niners do well, I mean, Purdy also does well passing, but they run the ball extremely well. Like they have McCaffrey and then they have Mitchell as well backing him up. So I could see the Niners, they could easily just kind of squish them kind of completely. Uh, and the, other, the only other note I have here as well is San Francisco converted every third and long they had last week against the Giants. Like they never missed one. Anytime it was like third and six or third and nine, they completed it and got a first down. So it's like they're... I can't see them... screw. If they're not going to screw up against the Giants, they're not going to screw up against the Cardinals. That's just the Shanahan efficiency right there, yeah. isn't it? It's the... That juggernaut just keeps rolling clear. One thing that I've been impressed with them from the Cardinals has been the running game and how James Conner has done so far this season. I actually have him in one of my fantasy teams, so I've taken a, a special interest in him. And um, he's been doing wonderful. But when you think of the, the head-to-head against Christian McCaffrey and James Conner, it's going to be some some match-up that, isn't it? I mean, it's it's almost like if the if the Cards win, it'll be like, yay, the Cards win. If the 49ers win, oh, we expect it's all upside for Arizona. It's yes. all if... And it's, you know, um, but you've... It's hard to bet against Shanahan. He is a planner. And in this league, particularly seasoned coaches particularly do well. If you look at look at the stats, yeah. especially against divisional rivals where you've met them more than one, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I, I, I do think the um, 49ers win. But if they do, the media is just going to brush brush over yeah. it but if the cardinals yeah. win they'll be lifted up high and carried off 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 the field so um yeah that's not going to look pretty joshua dobbs getting lifted up high and healed as <laughs> the, 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 the hero is it's not going to look pretty at all um is there any way that the the, the cars can win this claire I, I take it you're going 49ers for this one yeah yeah Sens- sensible money's on the on the 49ers for this yeah uh, Gav? Oh, no, I, I've kind of come in in the same, I mean, I'm feeling banana skin here. Um, but I mean, I think if we're, if we're being sensible for a second here, the, the consensus is that this is, a, a again, a 14-point win for the, the 49ers. Um, I don't 
maybe think it'll be quite as much as that, but I, I still think that the cards cause an upset one week at home. Doing that two weeks in a row, you kind of get that emotional high from the upset win. It is difficult to ask that twice. Um, I think this is going to be Niners by nine. Hey, what about yourself, Stu? Yeah, I have it. Niners easily like that same kind and that kind of like nine to 14 kind of score range like I, I see it like you know being more than a score anyway so yeah I think the Niners have got it in the bag the only thing I would say for the 49ers is that both Ayuk and Samuel uh, Debo Samuel had um, sat out of um, practice um, this week Samuel's recovering from a, a injured to his ribs and Brandon Ayuk's shoulder still playing up a wee bit. So um limited practice for Ayuk actually it was. So there's that there's that chance. I think both will be fit. I think both will play. I think both will, will um, score highly against the the Cardinals. So yeah, clean sweep there for the 49ers, but there there is that chance. I think the surprise that the Cardinals have and the shock upset. I think they've used it last week whenever they mm-hmm. brought the Cowboys back down to, to earth with a, a bump. I don't see it happening again two weeks in the trot. Um, so there we go. All four of us are taking the 49ers for that one then. For the Cardinals. Guys, that was... <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'll be fiver on that. There we go. Yep. Um, now we are going to move on and we'll just have a wee quick brief uh, look over the, the rest of the games. We've got another... Uh, 12 games to, to go there so Gav I'm going to come to you first of all I'm just looking for a, a headliner the rest in one we're just looking for a like a newspaper headliner a, a one liner to sum up this match for you um, Gav we're starting with the Lions at the Packers for Thursday night football mm, I mean I, I like the Lions in this one I think it's, it's the, the Motor City's rolling Three and one oh, in, oh, in the driving seat. There we go. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. That's classy. Uh, you'll notice I've abbreviated your name, Claire, to CDB. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Nice. So, uh, so my my headline would be Vikings take the Carolina shore. Um, I I think nice. the uh, yeah I think the Vikings rape and pillage their way through the Carolinas, and uh, <laughs> I I don't even think it's going to be close. I think I think the um, the Vikings are going to be like, uh oh, we've gone three, and, and now they're going to have to put yeah. on a show. So yeah, that's my that's my um headline there. Yeah, and who's the running back that they've just got from the was it the Chargers? The uh, Chargers. Yeah. Who is it? The the that they've just signed. Madison's oh. not been quite doing it. I know. I've just I've got in one of my teams. It just went right out of my head. <laughs> Stu, so you're good at this. Who's the yeah. running back? Frantically trying to get my team up just now. Sorry for which team? I was too Cam busy Akers. trying to think of my headline. Cam Akers, Cam yes, Akers yes. Cam, Cam Akers, Akers coming in the Vikings. It's hey, coming to you next for the <laughs> Akers Breakers heart. Nice. Yeah. I'm glad you've just been up there. Um, <laughs> Ravens are travelling to the the Browns too. Uh, both teams that you're a big fan of, I know. <laughs> yes, I <laughs> love both those teams so much. Uh, if they could both lose, uh, I would be very happy, but uh, that's not my headline. Um, yeah, for this one, I think 
Ravens down to the Browns. I think Cleveland somehow pulled this one off. I think Miles Garrett is uh, just too big and too strong. And Lamar's going to get eaten. There we go. There we go. Um, Gav, back to you for the Steelers at Texans. Uh, so I'm going to say uh, Texans hitting their stride. Uh, I think we've got a couple of young players there <laughs> doing really well. Uh, CJ Stroud of the big game last weekend, but I mean, he's aided by his receivers. They're getting Nico Collins and uh, and obviously Tank Dell uh, doing really well there. So, um, yeah, I, I think that's a, a Texans win coming up. Um, I will take the next game then. So who have we got? The Rams are travelling to Indianapolis to face the Colts. Anthony Richardson should be back for this one uh, after concussion protocols. Um, I think it, this is going to be a win for the, the, the Rams. So um, Stafford stuffs the Colts, I think I'll go for for that one. Um I was going to go for something like no cup, uh, still lots of love, but that, that could be a wee bit dodge with that one. I, I think we'll move <laughs> on swiftly to Stu with the Bucks at the New Orleans Saints. Baker Mayfield, he has a chance at the MVP. So I think, yeah, I think the uh, Tampa Bay Bucks are going to win this one. I'm liking the Bucks a lot this year. We are massive fans of uh, Baker, um, right up Baker Street for the the crew here. Um, it's great to see him just being happy in himself. Most of all, yep. he seems happy. That's all we ever wanted for him. Yep. <laughs> Gav, you've got the Commanders at the Eagles. Ugh, this is dirt, dirty rivals. Eagles win next. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think so. I'm good for uh, the Bengals are. Traveling to the Tennessee Titans, I'll go for uh, Joe Burrow's Tigers trounce the Titans. I don't see um, Tannehill's Titans doing much there. I think the uh, Joe Burrow, your boys really need to just get the the show on the road now, don't they? Stu? I think it's, it's mm-hmm. after the the whiteout game with the the fans and the that wonderful. Uniform last week. I think this is what the, the team's needing. They're just going to kick on from here. Um, Stu, I'm coming to you then for the Raiders at the Chargers. Raiders set to bolt LA with the win. I think that if Jimmy G's nice. healthy, I think he pulls it off. I, I think so. I think so. I was actually a wee bit worried after some of the stuff that's been online about the Raiders today. I was wondering where we can possibly go with that, but I'm yeah. glad we moved swiftly I, on sti- from yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> I figured I would keep to the game. <laughs> Gav, uh, everyone's favourite. The Patriots are travelling to the Cowboys. Uh, well, I, I'm obviously getting fed all the rivals. I'll, I'll give the, the Cowboys some credit. I'm going to say back on the horse. Um, you know, this is... Uh, it slip up last week uh, from their perspective with the, the Cardinals. Um, Patriots have been competitive, but I think you've got to like Dallas at home to, to get yeah. back to winning ways. Two, that's going to be two great def- uh, defences really, really battling it out there. Um, Claire, come to you. One of, it could have been one of the, the games of the week. Someone's Achilles, not You, not you can tell... That the the man who if you if you watch before there's a guy who works out the schedules and he does it with little bits of paper and he physically does it if you've ever watched watch this thing you can clearly see they wanted Mahomes and Rogers 
you know, shoot out on, uh-oh, Rogers got injured. It's probably my favourite yes. sentence as a Bears fan. Um, so it is <laughs> Ch- Chiefs far, uh, shoot down Jets is my headline there. Chiefs shoot down Jets, nice. So um, finishes off then to the, for the Monday night football game, Seattle Seahawks travelling to the New York Giants. Uh, Seattle renames MetLife Stadium Metcalf Stadium. I think DK is going to feast. So I think so. He's been just coming to boil gradually in the past couple of weeks. Um, yeah, it's coming. I would love, love to see that. Love to see it. Sorry, Gav. <laughs> <laughs> um, we are going to quickly fire through because, uh, guys, we're just having that much fun. <laughs> we went for an hour and 20 minutes. So let's quickly fire through our studs and sleepers um, for this week. And our um, top quarterback then, Stu, who's your... Um, your stud for quarterback this week? CJ Stroud is my stud. I think that CJ Stroud has looked great so far, and I think he's going to be good again this week. Um, then my sleeper is Russell Wilson. Not really a sleeper, but I, I think I could see him putting up points. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Claire. He's got to that stage where he is. Uh, I bet he's mm-hmm. a sleeper now, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Um, it's over to Gav then for the top running back. Well, I mean, Sleepers usually are flying under the radar, um, but I think for for run back, it's, it's got to be uh, Devon A Chain. Um, you know, mm-hmm. we've talked about it already. Uh, obviously, both Dolphins running backs had a field day last week, but I guess the big difference with A Chain, some of your leagues out there, you might be lucky still in the waiver wire. This there's a guy that had something like one point nine points through two weeks in his mm-hmm. uh, in his first two games. Uh, and then logged 54. Now, uh, I think you've got to say that things kind of will, will regress slightly this week. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I think you've got to take a flyer in that. And um, the one thing we didn't talk about in game preview, the Bills are giving up almost six yards a carry to, to running backs. Mm-hmm. So there's an opportunity for, for both Dolphins backs to have a good day. But yeah, look out for a chain in the, the waiver wire if you can. Fantastic. What about your sleeper then? Uh, I think I, I think I'm still classing uh, HN as a sleeper for. Um, Is he your stud and sleeper this week? He probably very well. Yeah, we go. That's fantastic. Just one person. I love it. There we go. Both stud and sleeper. Claire, we're coming to you for the top wide receiver. Who's your stud then? Who isn't talking about Justin Jefferson? <laughs> <And> I, can, <laughs> I could have called that name out in my in my sleep. That 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 was um, easy. The the sleeper was a little bit um, harder, and um, I think because uh, JJ Watt is being inducted into the Ring of Honor this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, just uh, so I take Tank Dell for the Texans to put put a, a bit of a show on for the Texans. Fantastic. That's a, a great shout. Um, for the deadliest D, I am going to go for the stud. Let's see. I'm going to go for the. I'll go for the Eagles for the the stud against the Commanders, and then a sneaky one. Um, oof. Who do who do go for? I think I'll go for the. The Seahawks. I'm going for the Seahawks. There is your sleeper against the the Giants. Uh, I'm going a homer then for for that one. I love that choice. <laughs> in doubt. In doubt. Yeah, against the the Giants. I'm going for 
on the road, we're starting to look good. Our cornerbacks are coming into the game a wee bit more. So, yeah, happy with that. Gav, you um, <laughs> you mentioned earlier in the group chat that you've got a great tight end. Um, we're looking for <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, yeah, we'll, we'll, more about that later. But um, I, I, I think actually I'm going to have to rise to, to some of this. Sorry, I, I actually think that your, your stud at tight end is going to be Darren Waller. Uh, <laughs> so, um, like, I mean, like, let's, put the, let's put the results to one side um, for, for a second here. I think the, the Seahawks are a team that they, they've had wins. They have also shipped yards big time uh, against the opponents, against the, the Rams, against yeah. the, the Lions. Um, and I, I think when you know when things are going well for, for the Giants, um, which admittedly was only that second half against the Cardinals, um, but I think... <laughs> A lot is going to go through through Darren Waller, so I'm looking for him to have a, a big day. But I think what you I also really... had, sorry, you also had yeah. that that fantastic preseason game where Waller looked great for about ten plays or something like that as well. So you've got that to, to hang your your name on there. Yeah, absolutely. But I think what I, I do really want to talk about is the, the sleeper uh, for the tight end. So we've got a, a chat from the, the Chargers who has been um, flying under the, the radar quite a bit. Um, so this is not even the, the Chargers um, tight end one. He's actually tight end two. Um, yeah. But he is uh, I'm actually uh, trying to get the, the chap's name up after speaking. So it's Donald nope, Parham. Parham. Yeah, is it Parham? Parham. Uh, so this is a guy who's six in, in overall scoring in your PPR leagues uh, through three weeks. He's been top five tight end two of those three so there's a little bit of feast and famine from this guy in terms of getting the um getting touchdowns um but the guy's six foot eight you know this is a big big target for justin herbert in the, the red zone and let's not forget the charges have just lost mike williams so i think mm-hmm. he's gonna be go to someone really to, to look out for if you've not picked him up already yeah donald parham jr um thanks very much Stu. great choice uh, sorry, Gav, and I'm going to stay now for our top kicker. Your man didn't do well, uh, too well last week here, posted by Tucker. What about this week? Who are you taking for your your studs, there? Well, I mean, last year or last week, I think I took uh, I took Moody from the Niners was my prediction kind of thing. But I know he wasn't the top kicker, but he still did pretty well. Um, yep. This week, I'm going with the Homer pick, though. I'm going to go Evan McPherson. Purely mm-hmm. because I think that the Titans' defense has been, I know their run is okay, but their defense has been bad enough that we're going to get in range. And Burrow is obviously carrying the injury, so he's not quite firing in all uh, cylinders. So I could see us yeah. grounding out a few times. So I think Evans is going to get a few four, plus 40 and plus 50 yard attempts again this week. So I could see him putting up big fantasy points. My sleeper, though, slightly more interesting, is uh, Daniel Carlson. Um yes. He's not been great so far, but he has a very, very good kicker. It's just through like lack of opportunity that he's not been great in, in fantasy. Um, the Chargers' D is not very good at all, though, so I can see Carlson getting quite a few chances, kind of thing, especially if the Raiders aren't going to be able to punch it in right at the end. So I could see him having a really good week and putting up good points. So if Carlson's floating around in your waiver wire and you're worried about whoever you have at kicker, He's the guy I would grab. I've actually just dropped him from my team, uh, as you said. You <laughs> I feel like it's sick of him. And I'm like, oh. sleeper. I mean, who knows? <laughs> Maybe you were right, Keith. Maybe you were right. No, I've just, I've just dropped him. I picked, <laughs> yeah. uh, I picked up, was it Kaimi Fairburn uh, from the... Oh, yeah. from the 
for the Texas. The Fair bairn yep. for the Texas uh, Texans. So I, I hope you're wrong with that one. <laughs> I mean, Fairbairn will probably do. There was a few people I looked at kind of thing, and Carlson. I just settled on. I went. You know what? If we're talking sleepers, he's the most sleeper-like person out of the kickers because there's a load where I looked at and went, well, they're just actually good kickers, so yeah. I can't have two that are studs. So I'll go with someone that's like he's not been great so far, but he has the opportunity to do well. So Carlson, fantastic, um, lady and gentlemen, this has been so much fun that we've been way over our, our time. Though usually an hour, um, but it's clear it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you about football. Hopefully it's been cathartic for you, talking about the Shy towns fa- uh, famous voice. Thank you very much for joining us, Claire. Thank you for having me on. Um, just a quick thing, it is uh, coming up to October and it is a uh, crucial catch, which is the cancer uh, time. Of my, I've got my catch on my hat. Um, if you've had a cough for more than two weeks, go and see your GP. Um, boys, don't miss your prostate <laughs> exams and things like that. And women, go, I know it's not the funnest thing to go and get your, your boobs felt up by the doctor, but go and cancer kills. It's no, it's no joke. And the sooner you catch it, the better the prognosis is so don't muck around um no. with with that thank you for highlighting that I, I'm, I'm sure you'll be retweeting loads of information we'll look at as well and make sure we share that with the, as many people as you can it affects everyone it affects everyone's families at some point in their life so um as you say the earlier it can get treated the the better so thank you very much um but Claire, it has been an absolute pleasure hopefully we'll get you on with the the Bears having a, a wee bit of a, a better time off it. When, when they got the a W, I'll happily come on when we've got a W. So um, late December when it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> amazing, amazing. Thank you very much. Gav, it's been an absolute pleasure, my friend. Thank you very much for joining us. Thanks very much, Keith. Uh, I hope your team get pumped this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> and Stu, uh, a pleasure as always, buddy. Great to, great to have you on. Thank you. Yep, nope, thanks for having me. It was uh, fun as always. It was uh, great meeting you as well, Claire and uh, Gav. I'm sorry for beating up on your giants a bit there too, kind of thing. But <laughs> you'll come good eventually. <laughs> um, we have been the Gridiron crew. This has been the preview crew for week four. Um, if you have enjoyed the podcast and you've got this far, you may as well like and subscribe by now, guys. Come on. Um, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, um, all the... the, the social media you can get is all over the place we do our yeah, cruise missile of the week we've not done a guest crew for a, a wee while all the crew puns that you can think of you can find out a way to squeeze that into the NFL somewhere um, looking forward to the, the games this weekend, if you're going to the the London games, we'd love to hear from you, send your pictures in, get your videos into us, we'd love to, to share them on um, be very very jealous of you um, and I hope you have a great time. I hope it's a wonderful, entertaining game as well. Get in touch with the crew. Um, send us a wee message and we'll be looking forward to getting any questions from you guys. And if you come up with your own kickoff question, we'd love to have uh, a few of them from the you guys as well. Thanks very much. Brian will be back next week with the review of week four of the NFL. But until then, enjoy your football. And thanks very much for listening.